Okay, my question for you today. Have you ever had a nickname? Of course. Everybody has nicknames. Well, yeah, but like, have you ever like really had a nickname? Of course, people, everybody has a nickname, but not everybody has nicknames that are, you know, frequently used by a majority of people. Frequently used by a majority of people. I don't think I've ever had a nickname that powerful, actually. Maybe for like short, brief periods of time, but none that ever stuck. Why do you ask? Well, just because, uh, I mean, I guess the girls' names aren't actually nicknames in this movie, but they are kind of like, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're like the most basic name, non-name names in a movie. I love it so much. Their name, they're just their names. It's just their characters' yeah, names. Yeah, I guess It's so. like their I, character archetypes. Right. And the, the movie but they never do, goes into but giving they them do, actual names. But actually, no, simpler. there is... You know what? There is a point where they say their nickname because they're talking about Mac's name. And the aunt asks, why do you call her Mac? And they said, because she's always eating. She's always thinking about her stum Mac. I thought it was Macu, like big Macu, like Macu Donald. <laughs> Did you watch the movie? I watched the movie. I didn't. I didn't get the line about Mac coming from stomach. But yeah, I... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they call her Mac. <laughs> Stole Mac. Mm. Stole Mac. But they say... Mac. But they say also say Macu for, for... I know, that's what McDonald's, McDonald's is. Yeah, of course. So I feel is like it a play I... with that, too? Yeah, though. it's probably a play with that, too. But they explain it in the movie. They call her Macu because... Okay. I didn't pick up. I I didn't pick up that she said like. I mean, there wasn't I, anything I think to she pick says, up. I think she says because she leads with her. She always leads with her stomach or something. But it wasn't. I guess I just didn't catch that. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this movie. Yeah. But I also stand by the fact that the all of the characters. Their names. They, their are. names are the nicknames, but they're just the archetypes of which the characters right, are. Like right. The, right. The, right. Right. The standard. Gorgeous fantasy templates. prof. Right. And that's perfect for the movie because that's not it doesn't important. spend a lot of time building up these characters as like realistic. Wait, wait, characters. wait! We're getting into the movie. You never, uh, you never answer my question about what was your nickname. <laughs> I did answer your. Oh, question, you said you didn't have I didn't any. Have that any were powerful. That you were talking. Okay. Into, you were saying like a very strong one. That well, it stuck. doesn't have to be strong. Well, one that stuck though. I my dad used to call me Booster. Yeah, I know that. Does. He still does. So, so it's yeah. stuck. It's strong. But it's not a majority of people. Like, that's one <laughs> well, individual. Well, I guess it doesn't have to be a majority of people. I, that, I guess I did describe a very powerful nickname because mm -hmm. I once had a nickname. Well, I've had a couple nicknames uh, throughout mm -hmm. my life. I guess I just am one of those people. What did you call me in high school? Changwin. Yeah, why? <laughs> but that wasn't. But, yeah, that's but you guys called me Changwin yeah, on the day to day. You guys called me Noah. Because I, I think I floods. only called you Noah. Okay. I don't well, think anybody did. else. But you, multiple people called me Changlin, and that was all you called me. But that didn't stick for a very long time. No. But I also had a nickname in college. I was Shecky, and that was how I was known. People didn't know my real name. Like, like I didn't be introduced to people as Kelsey, and then somebody would be like, oh, you're Shecky. Yeah, so that is a nickname. So that was a proper nickname. It and even is still, still your last name, so it's like right on the edge of being a nickname, but like. But people would think it was Chucky too. Chucky. Yeah. Which is <laughs> really funny. Who thought it was Chucky? Was that Chucky girl? Chucky. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes people heard Chucky. Because you don't... Shecky. Yeah, Shecky isn't a sound your no, brain's used to hearing. No, it's not a so word. So it tries to fit it into right. a box that already understands, like, Chucky. So, yeah. <laughs> I had some nicknames. So, who are... Well, what I, movie I did we watch? I want to talk about the movie. Yeah, right? I want to talk about the movie, Let's just talk about it. Well, I, let's, let's introduce... Well, first and foremost, there's going to be spoilers in this movie. And honestly, but I'm going to say, you know what? This is the one movie where it's like we can sit here and describe the scenes to you in great detail and lay it out to you. But even if you listen to that and then you go watch it, like, it's still going to be a fucking uh, spectacle. It's amazing, you know? You can't really... And now we're getting into spoiler territory. You can't really appreciate watching a Japanese woman fight ghost sticks using kung fu until you see it with your own eyes and that girl is also named kung fu yeah her name is kung fu <laughs> kung fu okay i okay. i probably bring up Wait, kung fu because she's my favorite and, hold on well we watched the movie house 1977 house directed by nobuhiko obayashi ichi ni oh wait what is it aren't you supposed Se to count them? no it's Gonna watch a movie. Gonna talk about it. Is it good? Is it bad? Two person movie club. Okay. House. Japanese movie released by. Well, hang on. Hang on. Let's give a little bit of information. It's released by Toho. What do you know about Toho? What do I know about Toho? Yeah, it's a Japanese movie distribution company. I mean, are they the ones Theater production and distribution company. That crazy intro with all the rainbow lights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen it. And they still use that same fucking intro. It's really well, there's intense. there's one with the waves. What one yeah, is that Yeah, there's the waves. I mean, that, that might Toho? also be Toho. Toho's everywhere. They're in everything. If you've it's seen... you. Everything. If you've watched any Japanese movie, you've probably seen a Toho film. Uh, let's see. They've done some... You might have heard of these little niche classics. These little tiny, small, obscure cult classics such as uh, Godzilla, Mothra, Grave of the Fireflies, Akira, co-production with with ghiblis on my neighbor totoro and spirited away and princess mononoke they did that movie ring they did a lot of pokemon movies they did a lot a lot so who are these people they're like the production company yeah 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 they're like miramax but japan so they just provide them with all of the they're production company they they make the movies and they distribute them so they fund this shit yeah they just hire like hell yeah you're gonna be a director everything yeah we're gonna buy the script actually we'll talk a little bit about it because there was something interesting with uh chiboy nobuhiko when this in the production of the film something interesting something interessante that's fortunate interesting things always help well it's just you know but yeah so toho is pretty fucking big and basically the reason why this movie got funded was because they saw jaws and they went to your boy nobuhiko and they're like can you write something like this wow Jaws. And this is what happened. This is what well, came out. The thing is, like, I feel like it is that for a Jap- for Japan though, because like, there's a lot of 
very iconic Japanese horror imagery in this movie. And if he was trying to write it to like fuck with people, the level Jaws fucks with people, like that messes with people's heads in America, it's not going to be the same things that scare people. Well, yeah, but that's not what I don't think. I think it was more so that like, you know, Jaws is a movie you go to and it's like a thrill ride, you know, you're like, "Ah!" I think that's what he wanted to make. He wanted to make some kind of thrill ride. And that's what this movie is. It's a fucking thrill ride. It's amazing. Yeah, it is a thrill ride, I guess. But it's also just, it's way too dreamlike to be so scary in the way jaws is scary yeah it's not well, jaws it doesn't is, scare in the same way jaws is real jaws feels right. like a real this movie. movie this, this movie house is movie completely is completely off fantastical of, out of the world of the real it's so fucking fan yeah it's really odd anything can happen like really really Anything can happen. Anything does happen. We're going to talk about some of those things. Once again, <laughs> if you even feel just like, if you just feel like a tittle, little bitty, bitty, titty, bitty, bitty, bit interested in this movie, like, go watch it. Just go. I don't think you have to be a, a, a movie. No, you don't have to be into any genre at like, all. It's no, weird it's, as it's, shit, it's, but it's actually, enter- I think it would entertain pretty much anyone. Yeah, because, because it, like, it has so much. So it's just so much going on. Right. But it's very charming. It's very charming and earnest. You can tell all the actresses and like the writing, you know, it's very simple and basic. But like I said, it's earnest and charming. And because the situations, you know, it's Japan, it's a different culture. So like you get a little bit of that, like look into the life of a Japanese girl and then just like some just weird shit. Some weird fucking shit goes on. Some weird shit that's not cultural. You get just a lot of whole party of weirdness in there. (laughs) So let's talk about the nicknames of all the girls. Okay, their names. Okay, so let's go through them. We got our our main girl, Gorgeous, who, you guessed it, is the beautiful one of the bunch. She's like the glamour one. Gorgeous and her friend. And Gorgeous, I think, I would say Gorgeous. Gorgeous is the protagonist, or the... Yeah, the protagonist, basically. And Fantasy is her... Her friend. They're friend. like BFFs. And yeah. there's a group of girls, but for sure, Gorgeous and Fantasy, you know, the opening scene is with them. Right. And what is the opening scene? Well, that's interesting, because I rewatched the beginning, you know, and it made a lot of sense rewatching it. It's uh, foreshadowing. I, could, I can't remember what it was. It's the... Uh, well, it's I, I know weird, it opens with the weird There's mouth the candle. And the, you get the kind of like artsy introduction of the movie. Right. Oh, yeah, that shit's like, cool. I love the weird the trippy movie house, art. And there's like a mouth that's opening. So the opening, remember, it's gorgeous, and she has this weird blanket on her head or some oh, stuff, yeah. and she's, she's dressed posing. up. She's posing amongst some candles, and, and her friend, yeah, and but her it's... friend was like, "Oh, you look like a witch or a ghost or some kind of spirit." 
and it's all black and it's very ominous and then right. the, the lights but then, come on the, like the the blinds open and you see she's in chemistry yeah class. yeah but the, yeah yeah then like the camera pulls back and you see it's just been set up for a spooky photo and they're yeah. really in a classroom and they're just two high school girls goofing around right but like i said when i rewatched it i was like oh shit it's foreshadowing it is i didn't deeply foreshadowing okay so let me just say that we watched this movie two days ago yes and the movie is very crazy and it was very late when i watched it so i definitely will not remember all of the smallest of details unfortunately yes but ross for ross this is a very casual Sunday, yes, I also casual Friday on Sunday. <laughs> haven't done any research, <laughs> not a lick, not a because lick. we've just been strapped for time and we set up and we just we letting it roll here. So well, one of us is letting it roll. One of us woke up very early yesterday, proceeded to rewatch most of the movie, took notes, did some research online, and so it's only a casual Friday on Sunday for one person. Okay. That That's person fair. is not me. I think it's a little casual for both of us. Maybe, maybe, but maybe, maybe. Most of the casual. I mean, look me. at my notes. Look at them. You're just so fortunate to have enough time to take diligent notes in your phone. Well, I did it yesterday while you were sleeping, so. Yes, I needed rest, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I had no time okay, because I was resting. Okay. An unimportant oh thing. Oh, my God. A rest. Never shall one rest. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> don't count your casual. Don't count my casuals in. I am very serious about the 1977 would you have Japanese me not psychedelic rest? classic house. Would you not have me rest, <laughs> listeners? Would you have me broken but researched oh, before my you? Goodness. No, you would oh, not. Oh my goodness. They do not hold me to account okay. for my rest. Okay. 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 <laughs> We have a very rest, well-rested man, <laughs> Ross. Oh, I'm not even particularly well-rested, unfortunately. Okay. But Anyways, Haosu. So we Haosu. have Fantasy, who is, like, in love, and she just She loves Mr. Togo. To Holy shit. After we finish these girls, I need to talk about Mr. Mr. Togo. Fucking Mr. Togo. Okay, yeah, we have Fantasy. Okay. And, she, then, and she, like, has a big ama- imagination. She's yeah. She's always thinking about ghosts and stories and lo- uh, whatever. Yeah. Then we then have... the other crew of girls who, who they all had some summer plans. Yeah, they so were going... So it's like the end of school and everyone's talking about summer plans and summer vacation. Right, right, right. And the world is just filled with light and these beautiful matte paintings all everywhere of like the sky. And what? how did they achieve these effects? Because the effects, the look of the whole movie is just so stunningly gorgeous throughout i don't know but i know that nobuhiko said that he like kind of wanted the effects to look fake like a child yes. did them yes they look he fake, wanted them to so look childish beautiful. and it works it works it looks even you know like what you're watching is fake but it's so well done, it doesn't matter because it's just kind of fun to watch. Yeah, it's all about the illusion uh, and just embracing the illusion. Right. It's like Which you... allows your mind to slip into this very odd liminal state between 
you know, the unconscious and the conscious. Right. It's like, it really is like going to a haunted house because when you go to a haunted house, more so than watching a movie, you can see the zippers, you can see the rubber masks, you can see the fake blood and the organs, but because that's what you are going to see and that's what's expected, you can not exactly suspend your belief, but maybe just... Give it a timeout. <laughs> Give your belief a timeout. Give out. your belief a timeout. Immerse yourself in the haunted house. And I think that's what this movie does. I definitely agree that it immerses you. I think it's like, it's more than like giving your belief a timeout. It's like inviting your belief to enter into this state uh, where it shouldn't yeah, that be sounds- going. That sounds a lot better. I don't I kind of, my, my train of thought got a little jammed there. I think yeah. there was a cow on the tracks. <laughs> it took a little detour to yeah, avoid to the slow cow. down for the cow. Yeah. Or did it hit the cow? Oh my God. My, my train wouldn't hit a cow. <laughs> if it was on the tracks, I mean, there's only so many maneuvers you we could saw perform. The, we saw the cow come in. We could we hear the train slow down. Okay, so you just had to do it. Oh. <laughs> Glad the cow's still okay. Yeah. Did somebody get it off the tracks. <laughs> Come on, should be there. Is the cow sick or something? Is no, he wounded? How no. did he get on the tracks? I don't know, dude. What, did, what does there? a cow do? The cow looks for grass. Maybe he ended up on the tracks and he's <laughs> looking around and he's like, "Well, there's some. There's grass in front of me and there's grass behind me. Which way should I go?" He's the cow paralyzed by indecision. <laughs> the cow is paralyzed by indecision. And then even as the train approaches, he's still paralyzed. He's got yeah. one more decision. Now, now what do I do? Yeah, well, now this, more paralyzed. Right. Well, he doesn't have any more time to make the decision, so that makes him even more freaked out. Now the cow's having a panic attack. <laughs> You'd think he was that panicked. He'd probably go for a little jog. Yeah, but, you know, fight or flight. Some animals just freeze up. There's mm. a third option. Mm. A flight, third fight, secret. flight, or freeze. Yeah, the third secret option. Mm-hmm. This cow's this <laughs> foolishly cow. chosen to freeze. You don't think you really choose. I think it just happened. <laughs> well, enough about the imaginary cow. Let's talk about the rest of the girls. Okay, so, so Kung got, Fu was my favorite. Okay, Kung Fu is the star. Kung Fu's fucking awesome. <laughs> She's she just has great. her own theme music. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. It's, yeah, she gets her own theme music, and she's just badass. <laughs> and you know, these girls rag on each other the whole time, but it's not so bad. But they do constantly say that she's bigger than the man and stronger than the man. But you know what? She is stronger than the man. I, in all of my years, I have never seen somebody fucking Kung Fu ghosts as hard as I saw Kung Fu, Kung Fu the ghosts in house. Dude, the her finale. Don't go there yet. We'll talk, we'll talk about the deaths later, but (laughs) I came up, uh, mm. I have you, some comments. You came up with some comments on this? I have some deaths? comments on... You're going to have to refresh my memory, so... Yeah, don't worry. Again, this is just a regular old Friday <laughs> in the office for old Kelsey. Friday. Yeah, yeah, it ain't casual. Friday would regular be the casual Friday. day. <laughs> regular Friday on Sunday. <laughs> a regular Friday. Well, yeah. I'm a casual tuesday on sunday your casual sunday when friday on sunday but maybe it's just sunday because that's the day of rest you know casual sunday on sunday casual sunday on sunday and you're a casual you're a normal friday i'm a normal friday on sunday. sunday 
All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, kung fu. Then we have prof. Prof, who's the, the rational, one. smart one. Yes, yes, yes. Then we have... Sweet, who's just sweet. cute and nice and kind. She offers to clean Auntie's house and cook dinner and stuff. And then there's one more, right? Melody. Melody. Who likes to play music. And then my next favorite one, Maku. And Maku, Who just yes. fucking loves to eat. And I feel bad because they always tell Mac that she's fat, but she's not fat. She's not fat at all. She's not fat at all. I think the girls just like to rag on each other. I yeah. think that's just like they're trying to show us like they're that close. Yeah, you know, they're really close to they each just other. Can like be... They're vulnerable and silly with yeah, each other. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. friends. Right, right. So that is our There's cast. There's no inter-girl conflict at all. No, no, no. And so, oh, actually, can you, Um. so I did it last time. So I award you a... <laughs> I award you two words to tell us what the movie's about. Kawaii, ne? <laughs> oh, kawaii, ne? <laughs> hi, hi. Naruhodo. We'll go with English words. It's really easy. Psychedelic. Can't spend that word. Because that's, <laughs> that, that's more about what the movie is, not what it's like. Not what it's about. But What's the what plot of the about. movie? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I'm trying to think of two words. It's difficult. Should play some music over the silence. I think I'll say cursed bitch. Cursed bitch. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. I was just going to go with the simple classic haunted house. Okay. I feel like the the house is the name of the movie and obviously the house is important but the house itself doesn't really have a lot of character i don't think that the house what? like the house has plenty of character is it though i feel like it does what has character are the characters and like i feel like there's something in the movie about you know being a woman being a girl like the fact that the woman is like that character is the main villain of the movie to me is more important than like the house the house itself well yeah i mean obviously like the house is only haunted because of the of auntie right so if i get two words i'm going cursed bitch yeah yeah so basically what happens in this movie is seven seven girls six girls one two, kung fu three, melody maku prof fantasy beauty gorgeous six so six girls. girls go to one of the girls aunt's house for a night only to discover that the aunt is a girl so, eating ghost so the reason why this happens is because you know, gorgeous's dad gets a new boo who he's gonna marry a fiance yeah yeah and let me just say the scenes with this fiance okay. oh, holy shit are yeah. absolutely <laughs> so amazing amazing, amazing. i never seen anything like no, this in like, a movie the way this film is shot is just there's no holds bar there's no there is a style to it that is only like its style because the shots with this woman are like just like a commercial but not for anything her they constantly apply this tremendous wind 
Yes. To only <laughs> and, her. And she's wearing, she's always wearing these very light gossamer scarfs and blouses yes. that just billow around her like she's some kind of angelic being. And she's always got this light on her that just like twinkles her eyes and the way her the, face is is always like so... I don't know. Perfectly elegant. poised and posed. And she doesn't move like a human in the scene. She moves like a model who's yeah. trying to show off how beautiful or she's and like elegant. An air elemental. Yes. Because kind of, yes. she has this wind on her. So she's always right. just kind of like gliding around. Right. And, yeah, and she's it's just crazy. amazing and beautiful. Yeah. So she's and, the new mom. And but, so what is this? What does this say? Like, so the new mom comes in and the, the daughter. And now has some issue with this. Now, what 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 is that saying to, like, what is that trying to say? I think for me, it just says that um, gorgeous, because I think the implication is that gorgeous's mom had died. Yes. And I think the implication. Do they tell us how? No, they don't tell us how. But it. But her mom is the sister of the crazy. The aunt, houseu aunt, cursed bitch. Yeah. CB. We'll just call her CB. So did something happen between? I don't them? think anything. Well, I think because they the last time they saw each other was at basically at grandma's funeral. Ah, uh, but she's I don't. The, but she, is, I don't know. Whatever. Go whatever. Ahead. Go ahead. Whatever. Whatever. So I think what it implies is that gorgeous is not over the death of her mother. Mm-hmm. Like gorgeous, you know, she gets really mad. She goes and looks at all the pictures of her and her dad, and she's just really pissed off. And you know, a lot of times you see the trope where the new stepmom is kind of terrible. Yes. But this this lady, she seems totally nice and sweet and yeah. kind and gentle. She's like, she's the real deal. She's like, this is my first challenge in becoming, in the road to becoming her mother. Like, she's very thoughtful about the fact that, you know, of what's happening yes. between them. And yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. She's like a goddess that's just like walked onto the screen. It's very right. crazy. And I love it. I love every Me scene too. that she's in. Me too. Have you ever seen the Japanese uh, sort of, they're sort of like angels. I forget what they're called, but they are like these holy princesses and they always have this uh, kind of sash that like floats behind them mm. uh, off of their shoulders. Mm. That's what. Yeah, that's, the, that's what she is. That's what that makes me think of. I totally forget what those guys I don't are called. Know, but they're some kind of angels angelic she's one of those yeah so amazing amazing scene the, and there's this weird the, the way the scene is shot is very odd too because there's this glass like block glass that is in front of the camera it's sort of like they're outside the scene is being shot from inside the house and there's this weird broken window that's just oh. splitting everybody's faces and bodies. It's very oh, odd. That, that, that's the scene in their house. Yeah. Like in Gorgeous' yeah. house. That scene is crazy because they, they have this set that's like, it makes it seem like they're in some weird fantasy world. Where, right. Because it's like supposed to be the outside balcony with, and it has these matte paintings of these, like the style you're talking about that are the sky and they have this light, like it's a sunset at the beach or something, like they're up on a cliff. And the sounds, the sounds, my God, they're pumping in these weird fucking sounds. Isn't like there like beautiful birds? There's like birds and weird bird noises and like just odd <laughs> echoing noises, like a, a whale at the ocean or some some like crazy ass sounds that just. And like, the music is really weird in that scene too. When things start to go bad with gorgeous, doesn't it get weird and chaotic? 
It's a very strange. The way that, like I said, the way this movie is shot is very unique. This guy just did whatever he felt like. Yeah, yeah. He does some techniques I've never seen before. Some of them, you know, kind of work. Some of them are, like, just a little jarring and weird. But, yeah. So, Gorgeous... So Gorgeous is, no is, longer has wants a plan to do something with her well, dad. Well, basically, then... yeah. So stepmom comes in and Gorgeous is like, hell no, I'm not going with this new lady. I'm really upset. And she goes to school and she's hanging out with her friends and kind of lamenting. And then suddenly Mr. Togo comes up because all the friends were going to a training camp with Mr. Togo at his sister's. And I actually made a note for this because I just thought it was so fucking funny because Mr. Togo... He's just a goon. He's just a clown. He's like the PE teacher. Yeah, he, I think he's the PE teacher. And and he, yeah, he's just a goofball. Like in the first part of the movie, he he's walking down some steps and then he kind of like falls. Yeah. And there's he this like... really, really funny scene where he's like sliding around. He's like well, spinning around well, on a bucket that's well, what happens? butt stuck in. And this is something I didn't catch until my rewatches. He's like getting ready to come meet, to leave, to go to a house with the girls. Mm. And Blanche walks in front of him and trips him and he falls and his butt lands in a bucket. And then the bucket is stuck on his butt, but it's on the ground. So he's like sitting on the bucket on his butt and it decides to take him for a ride around the street. So the bucket's like sliding around while his arms and legs are just waving up in the air. It's very odd. It's like definitely stop motion. Yeah, no, I think it was like shot in reverse because they have a car come in. Uh, and, and he and he he just comically starts spinning and like the, he just moves out of the way of the car and then like it, it's so funny and it's so jarring so when that happens. Funny. It's, it's so funny. It's so good. good. And then like but you said Blanche is the reason that yeah, the cat is he, there. Yeah, I Blanche trips the cat. Blanche, yeah, rewatching it, like Blanche is everywhere from the very beginning. Really? So I was wondering if maybe she was a little bit possessed when she wrote the letter to her aunt. Because basically, okay, what ha happened is she comes to school, she's really sad, she's not going with her dad, and her friends are all excited to go on this trip with Mr. Togo. Well, Mr. Togo comes in and he has this really fucking funny line that's like I have bad news. My sister's having a baby. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. It really just struck me as funny and a very Togo thing to say. Like mm. I said, he's the clown. But basically, because she's having a baby, they can't go to the hotel. Her, His sister owns a hotel they're going to mm-hmm. stay at. The, the trip is canceled. So Gorgeous has this idea. Oh, well, my aunt is living by herself in my mom's hometown in this big house. Let's go visit her. So she right. writes a letter to her auntie and immediately gets a letter back. So the cat, that's right. The cat is, comes into the her house. The cat just appears like, on her house. At the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. She, she's just like, oh, where'd you come from? And starts petting it. Oh, Shido. Yeah, I miss that. Yeah, maybe she was a little possessed there. So, so she wants to go hang out with her aunt basically because she wants to get more in touch with her dead mom or like just... Yeah, I think so. I think she wants to go back to that, like right. I think thinking about her mom. She was looking through pictures of her mom and her family, and I think she saw a picture of her mom on their wedding day and saw the aunt and just thought, "Oh, I'll get in touch with Auntie." Right, and then so she devises this plan because her her father pisses her off, and she invites all of her bros to come with. So then it's a gal road trip to the. To the small town. Right. And that's something in Japanese culture, Japanese 
school culture is the kids always go on like to go on some kind of summer vacation you know yes. they all whether it's camping into the mountains to the beach it's very very traditional for high school groups of friends to go on some kind of class trip or friend trip together right do they encounter anything on the road i forget i know there's some interactions but then oh uh, there's just like some funny yeah some funny uh visual gags there's one scene where all the girl so the scene starts where inside the train where the opening oh, is yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. this guy saying goodbye to his girl he gives her some flowers they're being romantic and suddenly the girls just like just like push their way in front of him and you know they're all talking to each other not paying attention and this guy keeps trying to like come in and talk to his girl <laughs> and you know yeah they just keep coming and coming and then pausing in front of them and finally you think the last one's come through but then one more comes and then finally they're done and he's just about to give her a kiss and bop the doors close <laughs> it's just like these little little sight gags you know it's just jam-packed full of things to watch and then it's really cute when they're on the train because like you said they had the matte paintings oh a rainbow yeah yeah and and they do this cool thing with the book to, to get, because it's not really a train but he he manages to give you a sense of the of the whole scene from the outside of the train by using this cool gag where a kid opens a book and then the camera goes to the book and then the viewer goes inside of this like fantasy world where you well, see the train it just becomes moving like and it's like animated like you're watching a yeah, book that's just become right. animated and it's really crazy the perspective of it and then like and then you go into this um you come into the car then you come back in and, and you're with the girls and it's like it's very the light dark. is like kind of reddish and, and almost they're, they're all listening to gorgeous tell them about like her history with right the right aunt. right but but then they then start we, to see it well hang out before that before even that we look out the window of the train and you expect to see real life but what you see is just the painting we or the kids book picture out the window you know right right like we're on the cartoon train and then it changes into a bus eventually well, they, yeah. They, they don't on. even show them, like, getting oh, off don't. the train or on That's the bus. That's right. That's just, right. They're just Suddenly... on a bus, and then they're getting off, and then they're walking from there. Right, right, right. The the transitions in this movie are so... They're really good. They're, and they happen. You don't even realize they're happening. And then... And I think that scene where they get off the bus, uh. the bus leaves, and then you see the, like... There was a big sign there, which was, like, the painting that they... That was out the window of the bus or something when they pull up and then they show it from far away and you can actually see the big billboard there was that crazy or was i don't this, know i don't that happened but then it was like supposed there to was be... a scene when they were going to get on the train where they passed by some boys and they were in front of a matte painting and it looked like it was supposed to be the background but then the camera panned out and you could see it I was swear there just was a, a scene or two where they're they played with that like the matte painting actually I mean, being in the movie i wouldn't be surprised it was really strange but I like, like i wish i i kind of want to watch it again because i feel like there's, there's a lot so of little much. stuff yeah i noticed right. a lot of stuff on my second yeah. watch uh, so. for sure and it's jam-packed with visual information it is it is unlike david lowry's the green knight there's some visual information very in little that. visual information very okay. high visual more like very little visual action <laughs> yes this one 
high visual action and information. Okay, so you're talking about the flashbacks. What was cool about that? Uh, well, so they are they just kind of start them, but then they have the girls doing commentary over it as if they're watching a movie and they're like talking about it. So yeah, it's very kind it's of like really fourth wall cute. breaking almost. I almost wonder if they did show them the footage for that scene for the fa- flashback and had them watch it and sort of make their own comments or just. Or if there were lines. Right. I mean, sure, there were lines, but, you know, I, but I don't know. Didn't you say something about who wrote the movie? Nobuhiko Obayashi. He, but he, the credit was, like, for his Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's a fun fact, is that, um, so, Nobuhiko, when he was writing this movie, he wanted, he knew he wanted it to be fucking crazy, so he enlisted the help of his uh, daughter. I don't know how old she was at the time. I think preteen or something. So he enlisted her help to write the movie because he said that adults, quote, only think about things they understand. Everything stays on that boring human level while children can come up with things that can't be explained. So and I think he's right because think just like from teaching, just think about how when you make up stories with a kid, kids, it never goes how you expect it to. They always come up with something weird or just out of the norm. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Right. They don't know the tropes, so they don't follow the tropes. Mm -hmm. They just come up with their own stuff. Right. I can totally see that in this movie. How old was she when she assisted? And in what capacity? That's very interesting. Did he just like ask her, hey, what do you think is scary? Or like, did how much, how much actually of the writing of the film was she involved in? I mean, she clearly was enough that on the Wikipedia page, they or on like when you Google it, they give her the writing credit. Um, some but of the, was he just trying to like be as yeah, kind as possible yeah, maybe, to his daughter? I don't know, which I think like that's really cute. Up. But some some of her ideas involved um, a mirror attacking the viewer, uh, a watermelon, uh, the head being pulled out of the well, uh, a house I, that eats girls, and then some of the other ones were based on her childhood fears, such as uh, futons falling on her and attacking her. Uh, I guess her grandparents had a very large, loud clock that scared her. And then, uh, yeah, she was afraid of getting her fingers caught in the piano keys. Wow. So a lot of very, you know, a lot of stuff. Yeah. So basically all of the, sc- oh, yeah. a lot and, of the scares. And a house oh, that eats girls. Deaths. Yeah. A house that, so, so pretty she much the really, whole idea. Yeah. She was like the ideas man. Right, right, flick. right, 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 right. And those all, when you watch it, you i believe it i totally believe that those all came from yeah, his daughter me because too. they feel they feel like they feel like the ideas of a child, child yeah pure imagination fears absolutely absolutely who the fuck would ever be like okay so this girl is gonna go into the closet and then some mattresses are gonna fall on her and attack her and eat her and that will be the scary scene although the namakubi in the well an adult probably would have could have written oh, well, something that's like classic. that too yeah absolutely absolutely namakubi is a severed head for those not in the know all right let's anyway. talk about this movie let's talk about this movie Where were by we the way a lot so, of this information i got came from um on one of the dvd releases they had interviews with uh with casting and production 
So if you got the DVD or the Blu-ray, you could listen to Chiboy Nobuhiko Obayashi talk about the movie. And then there was actually a 2009 documentary called Constructing a House that also had interviews with him and some other people. So that's where a lot of my information comes from today. Thank you for that very helpful breakdown. You're welcome. So they arrive at the one place other than the house in the village, which is a weird watermelon watermelon stand. stand. And And that's something very Japanese summer, getting the watermelon. That's very Japanese summer is getting a big round watermelon and smashing it with a hammer. The guy running. Or a stick. I don't know. They, it's like a pinata. I, don't, I never, I never pinata the 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 watermelon while we were in Japan, but that's the thing they do. But they, the guy selling them is a very odd character. Maku comes up and she picks the watermelons up, and his head is right resting. Oh yes, on so the head counter behind the watermelon. That's how he's introduced. Yes. His head is exactly like framed right behind the watermelon. Yes, so when she yes, picks up the watermelon, yes. his head is sitting there, and he's like looking up. And yeah, he's he's like a rotund guy, so his head is kind of like shaped very like round, a watermelon, yeah. very round. And he does some. He just moves around a lot, does some dances, and the way he talks is very quick and. I don't know, kind of not abrasive, but just, just just strange man. Yeah, and he points the girls at the house, which you can see in the distance, I guess, like you were saying. The telescope vision. The telescope vision. So, And yeah. then they approach the house, and you get more of that, you know, very dreamlike images of the sky uh, as the oh, background yeah. of the set. Weird and- lighting and stuff. Oh, that's right. Blanche leads the way. Whenever they're trying to find the house and hiking through the forests and crossing the rivers, they they follow Blanche's lead somehow. Hmm. And they even say Blanche is leading the way. So what is Blanche? Like why what Blanche is the is the cat and she is like the most evil magical one. She's always casting the spells. Well they say, um the the one girl says in the beginning, a smart cat opens doors, but a witch's cat can close doors. Yes. So I think she's just some kind of witch's familiar, you know. So you think that she is not the Blanche is not the one with the true power? It's, maybe she is. I don't know. I don't know either. Is maybe Blanche is possessed? Maybe Blanche is the ant, and she projects Blanche the ant ghost the ant? out or something. But you know, there's cat demons in japan i was trying to look up what kind of ghost the ant could be or what kind of yokai she could be well i think she's a form of hanya because there's that scene where she has the really yes the, the demon where, where she has the fangs and it's very hanya looking you know and a hanya is a woman who becomes a demon because she's so jealous and bitter yeah that's exactly what she is because she she had a man who was betrothed to be hers but he went off to fight in world war ii and he died right and he never came back and she never accepted that and she just like grew withered and old and i guess passed away yeah she passed away and, but but nobody knew and so she, her her spirit here she's like turned into a, a unrestful spirit right and, and that that eats unmarried women yes and it's like the whole town is basically actually dead and there's nobody there and 
she's basically like the only person that even lives there anymore. Right, right, right. And it's kind of sad. It's really sad. Well, something very interesting is that uh, Obayashi Nobuhiko, um, I guess he was actually from Hiroshima. And even though he wasn't there when there were bombings, he had friends who did die from the bombings. So I think that's part of the reason why they put the World War Two stuff in there, you know? I think there's even an image of a. Is there an image? Yeah, of there a is a weird image of the of the mushroom cloud. Yeah, when is yeah. That? It's when they're on the bus and it's like in the sky, sort of behind them. It's very strange. I don't remember. But it's very it was, odd. Yeah, it's very, I, I remember like, creepy that it was in there. Somewhere. Yeah, but that's why. Hmm. She's some kind of Hanya demon, but the cat is like the one who's always casting the spells. The cat's name's Blanche, but in Japanese, they just call her Shiro, which just means white. Yeah, but Blanche. Blanche, I mean, Blanche, but Blanche is more of a name. In Japan, Shiro is a right. proper so, name. So some of the names are, their names are the same in Japanese as they are in English sometimes, like yeah. Sui. Suito. Is, her name is the same in Japanese as in English. Like right, this. right. But, and Kung Fu is Kung the Fu. same. Put uh, off. But the prof wasn't Ooh. prof, and gorgeous wasn't gorgeous either. No, they were Japanese oh, words. Oh, well, that's butt, isn't it? <laughs> no, that's Oshidi. Oshidi. Oshide? But uh, they, Oshide? they they just, they're words in Japanese that mean those things. Right, So then right, they turn right. them into, like, English words that could be potentially names or, like, that they use as their names. But um, the cat's name is Blanche, and what's the what's the aunt's name? What's her name? Aunt, uh, aunt, uh, auntie. They just call her auntie. They just call her auntie. Yeah. Yeah. So auntie, she's just eating, like she's eating them, but she also possesses her, like. She, her she possesses her niece by the end of the movie. Right. So well, it like, happens quite early in the movie. So here's something. It is actually like in the middle. Here's something that I know. Because basically the rest of this movie is just the girls getting picked off one right, by one, right. experiencing the ghosts in the house. Yeah. And one of the key story points is the niece getting possessed by the aunt. Yes. And this something that I noticed when I watched this movie, and I didn't really, really think about it before, was that, you know, the niece wanted to have a close relationship with her aunt because she thought they were close to the mom. But you see in some of the flashbacks when the aunt is at the mom's wedding because the mom got married five years after the aunt's fiancé died in the okay. war. There's a scene where we see them taking a picture, and auntie looks kind of pissed yeah so you kind of then get the idea that maybe auntie was quite bitter towards gorgeous yes. mom yes certainly and so doesn't feel that familial bond we expect because then like i said about halfway through the movie gorgeous gets possessed by her and we can just assume that gorgeous is just done she's just gone from the rest of the movie well she's still in it because her soul is trapped in the in the house in the house right but it's real. i really the scene but that scene we'll is very disturbing so but we, we should, should go start through the chronologically we yes. should go through the desk but i would like to say something about that scene that i now forget what i was going to say because the cow is back the cow <laughs> somebody get a, a god dang cattle prod and zap that the heifer off the, <laughs> off the tracks 
something about how it was just a really cool fucking scene. But Which I guess one? We, the possession scene. Okay, yeah. Well, but let's go back and let's talk about them okay. chronologically. So the first girl to disappear Maku. is Maku. 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 And she goes to get the watermelon because the the fridge is broken down. Okay. She uh she goes to put the watermelon in the well and keep it in well, the water. Well, they do earlier because there's a cute yes. little scene where Auntie says that her fridge is broken. She says, we'll use my old-fashioned fridge. Right. And it's a well and Maku's all impressed and it's really cute, you know. They tie up and the watermelon watching, and lower it down. And it's cute. It's really cute watching these girls be excited to come to this big house and they're very kind to Auntie. They say, we're going to make dinner. We're going to help you clean your house up. We're going to hang out with you. It's going to be really fun. They're all, none of these girls, it's not like an American horror movie where the teens are shitty. They're kind of rude to each other. They have that edgy attitude. All of these girls are wholesome and kind and yes, sweet. They're all good. They're all good. And just good. They're just good. And but <laughs> and even like there's a scene when they first arrive where the one girl is taking pictures. I forget who it is. Maybe it's fantasy wants uh, to take pictures. Probably fantasy. And the cat like her eyes flash green and the camera falls and breaks and then the auntie's like, Oh no, like I'm so happy you're here. Won't you smile too? And like she just like smiles. Like mm. that's how good they are. They they fall right into the the cursed hags scheme because they're so, they're so upbeat and they just want to have a good time right, they're so and enjoy innocent. their life they're on the vacation they don't have any thoughts of like going down to the combini and sneaking some alcohol no. or meeting boys they're just there to have fun and with they're each totally other. down to like clean the house right. and like a hundred percent yeah they're take happy to do it and like do everything and right right they right, right. Like, okay well we're hanging out with this old lady but like we're gonna get the most of the situation and we're gonna be respectful and, mm -hmm. and oh wow what a big old house and we're by the sea and it's so romantic right and, oh right. mr togo's gonna come somehow they convince <laughs> mr togo to come and that's why blanche sabotages him because they're trying to slow him down blanche sabotages him yeah because that's what how he trips and gets the bucket on his butt really? then he he miss because he gets the bucket on yeah, his butt he, he misses, misses the, the bus yes so he has to take his own car but before he can take his car he has to go to the hospital to get the bucket removed <laughs> yeah he has to get the bucket off and then he's driving the whole movie yeah and, he, and like, he there's one scene where he's stuck in traffic at one point he's stuck in traffic yeah he gets noodles from a noodle stand where there's a bear working for some it reason it wasn't a bear it was like a bear statue oh but... i thought the bear was meant to no the bear moved the bear moved the bear moves the no, bear is supposed I think to the be bear kind of... i not... watched it the i watched it like two move. or three times i didn't see it i it okay all right we're gonna watch we'll it to again check it out. we'll, we'll have, to, have check to check it out does the bear i don't move? think that it moves i think your eyes are just playing tricks on I you i swear to you because i was like there's no way it's just a casual bear serving well, noodles you know it's like you know, like big boy or something you have like a statue that you know it's like the emblem but he of was your sitting behind shop. the counter he was behind yeah, the, the, the counter. big statue was i think no, it was just no, a statue no. it wasn't a I statue know, dude. dude i don't know are you really gonna doubt house <laughs> Are you really going to doubt your boy Nobuhiko well, Obayashi? Well, I, I wouldn't doubt that he wouldn't 
fuck with it because he knew you would imagine it moving. So he, the, he just... All right, we're going to go back. We're going <laughs> to check. We're going to roll. We're going to check the receipts. All right. But yeah, Mr. Togo's adventure is just so silly and so wacky because every time we come back to him, he's in some another hijinks that's just slowing him down trying to get right. to the house. So he never c- fucking comes and then like until the very end of the movie well, and meanwhile get... all the girls are just getting knocked off one by one so right, maku right. goes to get the watermelon the watermelon and just doesn't and, come back and just, she just she disappears. disappears we don't and even so see her die they're just like oh she probably got hungry yeah yeah, yeah. but they... fantasy who has seen some shit happens nobody believes her because you know prof is like oh ghosts aren't well real. when they first come in there's like some shit falls off the chandelier and like oh, goes yeah. for them but A then lizard? kung fu kung fu is like and like flies into action and like just smacks away all these like shards that are coming for them oh yeah but that's never spoken of again like it was just some accident and i think they're like oh the cat ate a lizard there was a lizard involved somehow yeah some kind of little critter got stabbed on the floor i don't know what that was about but that's the first supernatural thing and then the second camera too the camera okay the camera but that was the first like attack yeah 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 so Fanta, she's wor- she's worried because she thinks shit's happening. No one believes her, so she goes to check. She pulls the the rope up from the well. Oh my god! It's not a watermelon. It's Maku. Yeah, and Hawaii. it's it's a Namakubi, a floating. Yeah, yeah. Head the head flies around and then around. bites Fanta right on the butt. Yes, the butt bite. There is a butt bite, a straight fucking butt bite. So of course. You know, when her friends come and she's like, oh, my God, I saw Mac's head. She bit me in the ass. Of course, her friends are like, oh, Fanta. But she's just like, and yeah, they don't believe her. They go back. It's a watermelon. So then everybody's like, oh, my God. Oh, but I really love this scene with the ant. It's so fucking good. They're all eating watermelon. And we're like really focused oh, on the ant's yeah. face. And you can hear the watermelon crunching in her mouth. And you're like, ooh, watermelon doesn't crunch. And then she looks at Fanta and like boop, pops the eyeball, like opens her mouth. And there's an eyeball. And then whoop. And it keeps back popping in. it back in, yeah. in and out, and only only Fanta can see. It, is it fantasy or is it? Oh, it's fantasy, but they gorgeous. call it Fanta. Is it no, it's Fanta. it's Fanta. Fanta's the one that sees all the shit. Okay. Because she's the one that saw the Namakubi. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that Anta's taunting it gorgeous her. Gorgeous that went to see the Namakubi. No, 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 no. Okay. Gorgeous is fucked off. She's fucked off. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So Fanta. She sees her munching on this eyeball and it pops out of her it's mouth. It's really over gross. And over again. Yeah, it's, it's really, really well done. Nasty. It's good. Yeah, it's awesome. And then I think the next one to go is Gorgeous, right? Yeah, yeah. Because then Gor- Gorgeous goes upstairs and she's like Nebbin. Like, she's Neb shitting real hard, looking through all of Auntie's things. She finds this lipstick and she puts it on. And then she just she looks in the mirror and she becomes her aunt. Then she looks in the mirror and she sees herself wearing this wedding garb. And then suddenly her whole, the whole outline of her body is just fire. And she's just this silhouette of fire staring into the mirror. And the, and and the her mirror lips, is not her lips too. appear or something? It's really, it's really freaky deaky and really well done. And then the, the, the mirror. First the mirror shatters. Well, the and mirror's like blood like, pours out of it. And then the fire thing happens. And then. And, we see the her face change to the ant's face. 
And then we see the ant's face looking at us from the broken mirror, and it's all distorted and well, freaky deaky. It's gorgeous gets trapped. Essentially, her soul gets trapped in the mirror, and then it gets taken over yes. by the demons. Yes, yes. Gorgeous is now the demon. She is the demon. She tells. And then John was a zombie. <laughs> Shout out to Nick Ginner. <laughs> It's too late for now, anyways. Okay, okay. So, yeah. So, she gets possessed. Right. So, this is different. So, this is a weird motivation for this thing that only eats the unmarried girls. But it's going to treat her differently. And this is where I, it comes into my mind that this has a very, like, deep message about women, girls, marriage, jealousy, um, love, like, the Family. the whole situation of being a girl and being very pressured in almost all societies to find a man and what it means if you don't find one that that's kind of like the whole thrust of the movie ah, i feel like that's like okay. the whole emotional well yeah cuz you know in some cult like, atmosphere in some cultures even today there's a lot of pressure for women to get married and once you reach a certain age you're just an old biddy you know you're just the spinster aunt coming to the holidays right and even though that's not true obviously that's a very outdated way to think but it still exists in some cultures and uh yeah so why do you think the aunt but because the aunt was an unmarried girl you know so why is she eating the unmarried girls she's on because they are young and they still have the potential to become uh, married uh, so it's they like represent... she wants to feed on them because she wants to be them she's like driven by their her jealousy maybe yeah but it's also sort of like i think it's like a, a cautionary tale like i don't know i don't know it's if it's weird. a cautionary maybe not, tale but like it's but it's like but it's i don't because she's here's, feeding I think on it's, unmarried girls i mean it's a very feminine movie you know yeah the only feminine. two male characters are mr togo well there's and, three mr togo who's a fucking goon the dad who is basically nothing yeah. and the watermelon guy who spoiler alert is just a wacky skeleton. <laughs> yeah. So it um, turns the out male that the watermelon guy is, was dead too. The, the, the male presence is very, very small. It's a very, very feminine movie. Yes. And there's no, there's no overt sexuality. No, but there movie, is but some there nudity. Is the nudity. But I think it's just a cultural thing um, because nudity when you see it in a mood like when you see it expressed it's not inherently sexual even though you know you see a disem some disembodied tits it seems like it could be sexual but they just have a different view of nudity in japan well i certainly did feel like there may have been a sexual element to the the one so the i think it's prof who gets who gets completely stripped naked when she's like swimming around in the water is there a metaphor behind the ways in which each one of them dies? I remember a child wrote it, so. I know, I know. But it's like Maku dies going in search of food. Like um, Gorgeous dies staring in a mirror, looking at herself and how beautiful she is. <laughs> Kung Fu, I mean, she gets, <laughs> she gets a fucking light fixture yeah, stuck on her she head. she gets sucked up into the light, but what, what, what I don't was know. she doing? That one, yeah. I'm not getting anything know. off that and the, one. And Prof, she was trying to read the book, and some milk jug came um, bitter. 
Drag, jug dra- bitter? I don't know. Some kind of jug with teeth came up and, and like bit her, her leg the water. and pulled her into the water. But then right. that's when she does that like very crazy the dance. sensual the dance sensual in the slip. water. And then she just kind of like disappears, right? I didn't really feel like it was sensual. I think it was I just naked. Know. It was just naked. But it was like. I mean, maybe it was sensual for you. I think we learned you really have a lot that. of sensual times that <laughs> like, are a little bit I weird. Think, I actually didn't pick up any sensuality from it. I wasn't getting any, but like, I was just wondering because, you know, that's a big part of the movie or the theme of the movie is being like about women seeking men or like the relationship finding a husband for a girl. But there's really little sexuality in the movie. And maybe that does have something to do with the fact that a child was responsible for some of the themes it has a kind of childlike quality to it and i don't know if it's meant to have a more deeper meaning i mean they basically just become floating body parts so i don't know what could be more disembodying than that you know or what's the word not disembodying um objectifying than and literally part i was thinking about our movie dare stuff because there's literally a scene where the body parts get stuffed away into drawers and stuff you know I don't remember that. We really jumped ahead here. We skipped some deaths. <laughs> so who just died? Okay, so Maku dies, then Gorgeous dies, and then... Then Sweet. Then Sweet. She, yes, get, she gets sweet. turned into a doll. Well, no, she doesn't get turned into a doll. Doesn't she? No, 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 Because no, they no. find the they doll find, no, they where find her, her body dead, was supposed to be. They find her dead body in the clock later. She gets uh, she I, gets attacked by mattresses. They don't, I don't think they find her dead yeah, body. Yeah, they do. They just see her, and the blood starts coming out. Yeah, and they see some other. There's other body parts in the the clock there's as well. Yeah, well, I thought she, but they they find a doll right where her clothes were all missing. But she's but because the the doll was in there when she it went was, to go. But do I thought that, that no, that was the implication I got anyway. Okay. But like she's dead. She disappears and she's dead. She's I feel like you're really house. guiding us on a whirlwind journey. Remember what I was saying? It's a, we don't go from A to B to C. We go A, X, Y, Z. So that is kind of the weakest death for me. Because it's just one. like it futons it, flying at the screen. It's very silly. It's like soft There's, things and she's yeah. being crushed by soft things. Yeah. And it's very odd feeling because it's, it's like that wouldn't hurt. Yeah, but, but this is obviously being like very dramatic of, for her. If you're like a little kid and there's a bunch of futons stacked up in the closet and you had to go get them and they like all fell on you and you couldn't, couldn't breathe and suffocate. <laughs> I could see how that would be a fear for a child. A child's nightmare. Haven't you ever been stuck under some really heavy blankets and you felt like you couldn't breathe? Yeah, I guess I can get that, but is that what happens? She just gets attacked and then she ends up in the clock. I mean, yeah, some the girls just kind of get disappeared into the house sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. it's not exactly concrete what killed them. No. But they just get disappeared and they the house ate them. Right. They so, ate them up. Sweet dies. And then I think... At this point, they kind the girls sort of believe that there's some weird shit going on, or no, they don't. They don't. They still don't believe it. But then all the doors shut up, right? Yeah, and they're like, "Oh well." And gorgeous has fucked off. She said, "Oh, I'm gonna go find the cops." Yeah, so she's been possessed pretty clearly at this point. And then she she, she leaves, leaves them and all. all the other girls want to come with her, but she's like, "No, no." no. And she shuts the door. So then, then after that, but then they somehow they out. all get stuck in the house. I think yeah. they discover Sweet's dead body or some kind of spookiness, and they get stuck in the house, and suddenly they all believe in ghosts. And there's a really cute scene where 
the camera is following Professor walking around in a circle with her chin in her hand, trying to think of some kind of solution. And as she walks around, I think Fanta comes up and starts walking behind her in the circle. And then after that, after they walk, then Kung Fu comes up and joins them. And then Melody comes up and all four of them are like walking in a circle parade around this room. (laughs) It's really cute. It's really, really cute. It's like the best. Yeah. So it's so and it just and that's what you are rooting for these girls so hard you feel really bad when right. they die because die. they're just good girl they're just nice girls what right. was sweet trying to do she was trying to get the futons out so everyone could go to bed yeah and they have they're like melody why don't you play the piano to like make everyone feel relaxed while we wait the piano like bites her finger or something but that's off screen and she, well, and she then, gets she's she says ow we see her hit a key and like a light flashes on the key and she mentions like oh it felt like the piano bit me Mm -hmm. so then they have they are stuck in the house and then for some reason they decide to split up so it's melody and fantasy downstairs oh because they can hear gorgeous outside singing a song and they're like what the hell gorgeous right right you want to go get the police so let's go find gorgeous so fanta refuses to go anywhere so it's fanta and melody in the piano room kung fu and professor go to find gorgeous Mm -hmm. and that's when we get one of the fucking craziest deaths if you've ever watched a preview for this movie or seen someone talk about it you've probably seen this piano scene yes wow yeah it's like it it alternates between so silly that you don't know like (laughs) even if you're supposed to be laughing and like so frightening that you're like aghast at what you're watching right like, and it, right. it goes up and down and it's got this crazy chaotic <laughs> kind of tempo to it piano music playing the whole time like somebody's smashing on the piano but there's somebody laughing and screaming in the background maybe crying yeah and the sh- so basically what happens is the the piano the thing that covers the keys slams down and she uh, melody holds up her hands and most of her all of her fingers are gone yeah and she's just looking like are naniwa yeah like my fingers what's this what's happening my fingers are gone and then she like she puts her hands, puts her hands down, down and then the whole it smashes again it smashes her hand again and then the wires creep out through the keys and wrap themselves around her arms and she is drug into the piano that just slowly chomps on her as it pulls her in deeper and deeper and suddenly instead of a girl she's a bunch of body parts all tangled up in the wires and bloody and laughing and crying and meanwhile fantasy just looks on with horror and she's like cowering behind a table with this big fish bowl and it was a goldfish in it and something happens with the goldfish at some point i don't know the aunt ate some goldfish earlier in the movie (gasps) another another sign to show that the aunt is blanche why the fuck is she eating goldfish She's eaten. The there, I swear to God, there's a moment where the ant eats the goldfish. I yeah. swear. Yeah. And that's something a cat would do. That is something a fucking cat would do. Yeah. So it's unclear exactly what the link is between Blanche and the auntie. But somehow they're related. Whether the cat is just the only physical manifestation of the, the Hanya demon 
or something like that, or if it's like a which is familiar type situation. Uh, right. So now, what's her face is dead. Melody is dead. Um. Yeah. But then after all that traumatic shit, you see the you see Melody get totally eaten, and then her fingers are floating. And playing, playing the, the same song that they've been playing yeah. this whole fucking movie. Right. And it's like this very haunting tune. I don't remember how it goes. It's do, like... Do, 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 That's all I can remember. Yeah. But it's like a, it's like a childhood... A childhood like a, you nostalgic know, one of those wind up boxes music box type, music. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it's very haunting um because it has to it makes you it's one of those things that puts you in that like in, weird in-between state because it's like a childhood music with this horrible imagery uh and it's definitely very creepy well here's a fun fact is that apparently um so the a lot of the actresses who were in these film were not well-known actresses and were in fact just models mm. who uh nobuhiko had worked with before on commercials and so apparently when they started filming, these models who had only done commercials were not very good. <laughs> and the music was written before the movie was filmed. So I guess they started playing the music on set, you know, as they were filming scenes and just in between. And it really helped the girls get into the spirit of oh, things. Interesting. So oh. the music in the movie is really good there's some really odd music sometimes when you you're definitely oh, paying a lot of attention to the music that's playing but it is you know one of the three prongs of the you know what the director has to really take you into this uh, liminal world between dream and reality is the the sounds and the sights and the every, way everything is arranged you know it's weird. On uh, IMDb, it says Asai Kobayashi and Mikie Yoshino. But I swear it was a band, some kind of band on the thing, on the on the credits last night. Go Daigo. Yeah, Daigo. Go Daigo. Go Diego. Yeah, but on here it says Go Daigo. Mm. Go Daigo. I swear it said Go Diego. Yeah, I thought it said Go Diego Go. Go Diego, but on IMDb it says so Go Daigo. Okay. So Daigo or Go Daigo. Go Daigo. That homie is it one homie? I don't know. That's is just that a what band? it says. I don't know. I don't know. It's not Go Diego. It's like G O D I E G O. Yeah. If you per if you say it like it's a Japanese name, it'd be Go Diego. But it's but. Go die go. Yeah. Right. Go die go. English. Okay. English name. Anyways. Who is anyways. This? The, the music is all in English, though. The words are all in English. Not some all Japanese of them. There's some too. Japanese. There's so, just the, only the last song is in English. I feel like there's another English song, too, that nah. kind of sounds like the Beatles, like right in the middle of the movie. There's some kind of weird time I where you get know. some English music. I think it's when they go to the train station. There's a very odd quality to that scene where they fi first go to the train station as well yeah maybe and i think they play some kind of other english music but... i don't know i don't know all i know is they did a good job they did a really good job with the album
yeah. The whole the whole movie just from top to bottom, it just feels like you everybody know, just passion. Has, yeah, it feels like everybody had a really good time. And um like I was saying in the production in the production, you know, Nobuhiko, even though he wrote it and it got greenlit, he uh Originally, he wasn't going to direct it because he wasn't a staff member at Toho. Mm. So you have to be working for Toho to direct. Apparent, at least in 1970s, you did. Mm. See, that's what I was wondering about. Like, what and is they, Toho doing? They yeah. run everything, right? They- right, and they get, but they did end up giving him special permission to oh. special exception. Nobody, nobody wanted to direct it because they thought it would end their careers. <laughs> I mean, could you blame them? No. It he went weird. Yeah, he out went there weird. Did he and direct any shit after this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it ruin I his actually career? the one article was an interview with him about his new movie, which I don't remember the name of because I only wanted to get the bits where he talked about house. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I can tell you what the interview is called. Well, um, I wonder what he's been doing. Recently. It's called Director Nobuhiko Obayashi on Film Dreams and Living for Four Hundred Years, and it's by the Weekender editor, March twenty second, twenty fourteen. Living for four hundred years? What is that about? Is he? I don't been know. Alive for that long? I don't know. Like I said, I only read the questions where they asked him about a house. Okay, so back to house. <laughs> they, the, the, yeah, so Melody dies. Then I think Kung Fu dies, unfortunately. So she's been she's been kicking open doors, right? Fucking busting ghost asses, deflecting yeah, like flying she's shits. Really been and a keeping fucking, her cool the whole time. Absolutely, she's been really keeping it cool. She's been fighting all the ghosts successfully, mm-hmm. and then she realized, oh, they find they find Auntie's journal. And somehow Kung Fu realizes that Blanche is evil. And something that we learned from the journal, and this was something very interesting. Did you did you catch what um, Auntie's motivation was? Auntie's motivation? Yeah, do you know why? Oh, actually, you know, I asked this question earlier, metaphorically, but now literally, diegetically in the movie, why does Auntie eat young unmarried girls? This is why I, what I was discussing before. I don't know. What does it mean? She can only wear her wedding dress when she eats the unmarried girls. That's what they say. That's what they say in the journal. That's what they say in the movie. That is the only time she can wear her wedding dress is when she's eating unmarried girls. Really? Or when she's eating, yeah. And she only eats unmarried girls. Um... But it, is she meaning like the body that she steals from Gorgeous, or she meaning the auntie? Because the auntie, my dude, I is, don't know. Is auntie dressed in a wedding dress at any point? In yeah, time in the movie? yeah, but it was possessed. When we see, yeah, yeah, she's very, Gorgeous she's common, yeah, and that's auntie now, right? It's just auntie. I don't think auntie gives a fuck that it's Gorgeous's body. She's wearing the damn wedding dress. Well, I'm just saying, like, she's wearing there's it. Only, does she always possess people, or is this something special that's happening to Gorgeous? I don't, I don't think, think it's just she... some, I don't. I think you're looking for way too many rules. I think you are trying to figure out the rules of this world when there are none, and I think you need to just accept it and be happy and enjoy it for what it is. I am happy. I love it. You're asking too many questions. Okay. Well, the- I mean, you're la- obviously you're like allowed to ask questions, but I think when it comes down to it, there's just no answer because it doesn't matter. Okay. And there might be a deeper meaning. It doesn't matter. But because it is a casual Friday for you, <laughs> 
I just want to get to the bottom of Halsu, but the well runs very deep. Well, you might why don't lose you your watch head. Some of them interviews and searching see if you down can in find that well. Answers. Maybe I'll have to. Maybe the listeners will figure it out. I don't know. Anyway, she eats Melody up in the piano, and then I think Kung Fu. She's like fighting some ghosts, and then she, she sees realizes there's a cat symbol on the wall. It's right, like a, an emblem or right. something. Right, and we've it's seen like the source Bl- of the power. We've seen Blanche everywhere. She was on the bus. She's on the journal. She's in paintings. Blanche is just her imagery is everywhere. Right. So Kung Fu realizes, oh. It's Blanche. It's Blanche. She's the one doing this. You know, they've discovered the dead bodies. They've seen their dead friends. They know, I think they know that Gorgeous is possessed or something. And so Kung Fu goes to kick the Blanche painting. And as she's flying through the air, the lamp sucks it up, sucks her up into it and eats her. But then Kung Fu's legacy Lives <laughs> legacy, on. Kung Fu's legacy. Because, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so she's running to like do a death blow to this thing, and the thing just comes down like a light fixture with wow. a round lamp, and it sucks onto her head, and it just like sucks her up in. But then at the last second, the girls are like, "No, Kung Fu!" And then like her Kung Fu theme plays one more time. Do 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 do. And she, her, her leg flies out of the not bl- just her leg oblivion. the whole bottom half of her body but her legs yeah her they legs fly out fly of oblivion out. and fly and kick the cat and destroy it but then her legs like also vanish and kung fu's gone but she like managed to <laughs> somehow come out of death to strike down the final blow that's how cool kung fu is uh-huh, that's how uh-huh. much like and she's the like, hero that's of this how movie sh- that's how strong her willpower is, too, because her body was literally ripped in half, but the will was so strong, it possessed her own legs mm-hmm. and sent them flying to finish the job to save her friends. Alas, it was for naught. But, yeah, it's too bad because everybody dies. Yeah, everybody dies. <laughs> I think, you know, she destroys Blanche, but the auntie still lives on in uh Well, I think the Blanche gorgeous. was still alive, though, at the end. Oh, yeah, it's Blanche. <laughs> I wrote this one I think down because I wrote her, down like, green flash of her eyes or whatever. I wrote down some really funny scenes, and there's one scene where the auntie is coming from one room to the other, and I know Blanche is supposed to have jumped into her lamp, but it's very lap, but it's very clear that somebody off screen just tosses yes. Blanche <laughs> into her lap. There is a lot of uh, scene where I remember feeling like somebody <laughs> tossed Blanche. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't approve of animal cruelty. Ah, I think fine. Blanche was okay. It's just very obvious. They're like, I ah, just get the cat yeah, on there. Get, her get the cat on there. Anyway, so then they kill off Prof. I think she Prof. falls in the well, water. Now at this and then point, all of her clothes come off and she's swimming around naked. Well, and then she vanishes and then she's dead. Well, before this happens, <laughs> there's a very important key detail where the house starts bleeding. And the blood is basically just red water that's filling up and flooding the entire house. So Kung Fu, not Kung Fu, Prof and Fantasy are floating on this door. And Prof is trying to read the journal to figure out what to do to help them escape when the toothed jug comes and Yeah, it starts to flood and they're like floating on a mattress, right? Right. And so... Then there's this weird scene of underwater psychedelic naked ballet. Yeah. 
that's like not sexual. She just disappears. And they just, yeah, they just all disappear. And it's fantasy like on this raft in the house as it floods more and more and more. And the raft, she, oh, she finally sees Gorgeous sitting at the top of these stairs. And she floats over to Gorgeous and she's so happy to see her. And then that's the end of the night. And fantasy, I think we just assume she gets eaten. Yeah, what happens there? She's gone. She gets eaten. Yeah, but they don't show. No, anything. they don't show. She, but yeah, this they, isn't they show again. the hands like they. She reaches out and embraces her, and then like. Gorgeous I gives forget. us a look. Yeah. And yeah, so um, yeah. It's then then I think they go to Togo arriving, or that maybe well, this before already that, happened. Yeah, like the, before the climax. Before that, before the climax, Togo arrives to the banana man, the watermelon, the man. watermelon man, <laughs> and he gets out of the car, and watermelon man is like really hyped up being like oh there's girls there's girls in the house blah 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 blah, blah. they were eating. watermelon they wa- were eating. oh yeah they were eating they were eating and togo starts freaking out because he's like what the hell and he the other guy's saying watermelon watermelon like, no i don't like watermelon oh what fruit do you like bananas yeah so togo so the watermelon man does a little dance reveals himself to be a skeleton and togo runs away <laughs> saying banana 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 it's a very spooky skeleton dance, and then he, yeah, his he just disappears and turns into bones, and then like falls right, to the ground. Right. So then, to or to Mr. Togo saying banana, 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 and they even speed up his voice so it's Chipmunky, yeah. and he falls asleep in the car. Cut ahead, climax happens. It's the next day. It's the next day. It's the next day. The sun is rising. You know, we're back into the real world. Sometimes when we enter the night realms, it's like going into the spirit world. Well, this is we're not really in the real world because now we're with the the Uh, soon to be stepmom and she's just like glowing in the sunlight. We kind of feel like we're in the real world because the sun is risen, you know, and that's the sign that the spooky times are done. I know, but you're kind of you're kind of spoiling my setup here. Your setup is that we have entered the light of day the and the movie's over. Oh, the movie's over? Yeah, it's but not over yet. I know, but I'm saying, <laughs> wow, what are you, you saying? Guys, let me just give What's you the some setup, listeners. Let me just give you some advice. Like, if you ever thought about starting a podcast with a loved one, don't, don't. do it with your husband. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the setup. Tell me the setup. Well, the setup is that, you know, the aunt. Well, the aunt had told the husband she was going to come visit the daughter. Or not the aunt. Step. Rewind. Rewind. Yes. We didn't talk about that, but the aunt was like, okay, I'm going to cancel. Not okay, the yes, aunt. The, step, step-mom, the stepmom to be step-mom was to like, be. I'm going to cancel our trip. I'm going to go find to, her and bond with her. Over yeah. There. She said, I'll give her some time at auntie's and then I'll come later to try and bond with her. So when the next morning happens, we see stepmom, new mom, come in on the scene. She arrives to the fruit stand. We have a very great scene of her in the wind, billowing, posing, looking around. Ah, ooh, ah. And she walks past she Mr. Walks Togo's car there. Yes, yes. And in Mr. Togo's car is a pile of bananas slightly human shape with a hat on it <laughs> that mr togo is wearing 
So what the hell was that? The banana. He turned into bananas. Is a phallic image? No, that's just what fruit he liked. So that's what that he became. That was what fruit he liked. Yeah, he became a banana or many bananas. That's the thing. I'm searching for meaning here. What is the meaning? He There's just no turned meaning. into a bunch of bananas. He just turned into a bunch of bananas. <laughs> Why? Because it's funny. <laughs> I didn't even notice it because at that point yeah, I was you falling didn't asleep. Notice it. Steph didn't notice it. I'm I the was, only like, person. Struggling. Wait, no, Ryan noticed it. Ryan noticed the bananas. That was the greatest moment of my life. Somebody huh. to commiserate with if me I about the bananas. If I had been like, falling asleep and the movie had just kind of reached its climax, like, and then it goes to this very surreal, quiet thing with the with the stepmom to be, you know, with her own her, her ethereal yes. theme music. So I was like, I started to doze off a little bit now because I was like, oh, the movie's ending, and then. It goes to this long, drawn-out spot. So I missed the bananas. Luckily, you pointed it out to me because you noticed it. But I yeah, needed to talk really to somebody strange. about the bananas. Well, it's I'm amazing. talking to you about it. You, but why do you need to talk about it if it doesn't mean anything? Well, I don't think because it's just great. It's just great. I Can guess I it not? It is great. That something doesn't need to have meaning to be great. Doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. You can just enjoy not. something for what it is. He just turned into a bunch he of He just bananas. turned into some bananas, and that's banana, awesome. Banana, 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 banana. Well, I feel like it also was a little bit personal because there was the Okinawa woman, banana, banana, banana. Well, do you think that she was influenced by House, and that's why she said that? No. And she may have been. I mean, she Maybe. was like an older lady. She, she probably was. seen House. She's, I don't know. I don't know. That'd be like saying, oh, he's probably seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's a bit of a weird one. No. Although not. it was pretty popular when it came out. It did well. It was successful. Okay. So it's not like no, it's super not too niche movie in Japan probably is pretty well No, she was known. probably young when it came out. And it was very popular, as you could imagine, with the young people, right. with kids and teenagers. Right. And, and she stuff. is she was probably in her 40s. Yeah, maybe, so maybe. When it came out. Yeah, she liked when the banana, 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 banana. What year is it 1977. From? 77? Casual well, Friday. I don't know if that, was, that may have been too early even for her. I don't know. But, maybe. but anyways, anyway. Anyway, yeah, a lady on Okinawa, after the storm, she was like, there's banana, banana, banana. And we thought that was really funny. So Sometimes I say banana, banana, banana. It's, it's great. If you're listening at home, I recommend you sometime just say banana, banana, banana. <laughs> but you have to say it like that. Yes, you do. You can't just be like banana, banana, banana. You have to be banana, 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 banana. banana, banana. Yeah, it has to be more like a na, banana. Banana. Banana, 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 banana. Right, right, right. right. So okay. They, anyway, so it's this very ethereal morning she scene. She comes to the you f- house. You feel like with the rebirth, with the sun rising, we too are reborn into a world of reason. Ooh. I thought when I first watched it, maybe the girls would all wake up and it was a dream. No, but that's the thing. It's like all the girls just died and then you come to this thing where it's like okay now everything's happy but everybody's dead and it's like holy crap why this huge tone shift from the end and then it just and then and all that happens is she just walks to the house and then she gets eaten by the the annie too right right it's so funny because there's this scene where she comes and she talks to gorgeous and they have this very dramatic understated handshake where we get close-ups of the hand coming in for landing. <laughs> and the hands connect. And then uh, stepmom catches on fire and is housed with the rest of the girls. Yeah, she gets housed. She gets housed. So sad. It is sad. Why does the house win? 
so hard in this movie. I think that's just Doesn't how matter. it is. There's no meaning. I think that's just how it is. I think that makes it scarier. It's a scary movie, you know? Yeah. And even though these characters are, like, super cute and charming and we love them, that's just what they – that's what makes it so impactful is that we love them and they died and it's sad and scary and it leaves you with kind of, like, that horror feeling. Yeah. Maybe it's because no matter what – you know personality you have your bitterness you know your jealousy can swallow that up and spit it out you know like even if you're the toughest girl the kung fu like you you could get eaten alive by your jealousy if you're not careful or, even if you're the main bitch like but the, the, the ants were but i don't who's think like the most glowing goddess of a woman even she can be taken down by the jealousy well, I, but nobody was really even jealous. It was only the aunt who was right. jealous. So maybe it's more so a comment on that maybe if you you could become the aunt, because you don't want to become the aunt, because right. then you will just indiscriminately, indiscriminately treat people shittily and use them because you maybe you feel entitled because your husband tragically died. Right. So, yeah, I think we figured out how to... I think we figured out. The I think movie. we figured it out, and it's just the same. I mean, and that's what's tragic about Hausu is, you know, the hus the woman's husband died in a war, and it was tragic and it was awful, and it doesn't seem like anybody tried to take care of her or commiserate with her. Everybody else just moved on with their lives, and uh, bitter bitterness can destroy people and hurt. What we learned from one miscalled hurt creates more hurt mm -hmm. abuse creates more abuse. yeah abuse creates more abuse hurt people hurt people this movie and one missed call takashi Mike definitely got some inspiration from house like i feel like listen, homie was on that like he loved that listen movie. <laughs> listen if you're a movie maker if you make scary movies and you're not taking influence from house you might want to like rethink your position yeah you want to get some house influence because yeah. there's something special going on there. something special something uh, just so 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 unique when you're watching it you can it feels like you're watching something special it does it does it's great i loved it house house fucking awesome is it house or is it just house it's house it's just house but, but the, 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 the japanese, japanese say house yeah, they pronounce house, but it is just house. Yeah. So it does, I mean, it, whatever. House. House. Even, I think they say it at the beginning, right? Yeah, they do say it. House. Yeah, like that. House. Yeah, there's like, I love the opening of the movie with that creepy animation. Oh, it's fucking awesome. That, yeah. I love so how Blanche good. heavy the movie was. When I first watched it, I didn't realize it was going to be so Blanche heavy. <laughs> so every time she was in the scene, I was all Blanche. Yeah, Blanche. Yes, yeah. Blanche. Yes. I fucking <laughs> love Blanche. Uh, I don't live for Blanche. You didn't like Blanche? Well, you all the people that I love. It's like, true. It's true. Well, it was before I knew Blanche was evil. The second time I watched it, I was over Blanche. Mm. Hashtag over Blanche. <laughs> okay. So... We agree. We never said, but we agree. The oh, movie is good. Oh, it's a great movie. It's good. 
It's good. Sorry to keep you waiting. It's deeply good. But you probably figured it out that we thought it was good. Yeah, you probably figured out that we loved it. Um, you probably figured out that you would probably love it too. If you figured that out, you should go watch it. In the meantime, I think we should take it to the street. Okay, so <laughs> I think this is the kind of review my nephew might have written. Um, You'll find out why. Don't. Okay. Okay. So this comes to us from Jacob John Taylor One, August thirty first, twenty sixteen. I do not know why people like this movie. One out of ten stars. This is a horror movie that is not scary. So what is the point? I do not know. The storyline in this movie is awful. The acting is awful. The ending is awful. There is no reason for people to like this movie. It is poo-poo. Poo-poo. Poo is spelled P-O-O-H. Poo-poo. Wow. Poo-poo. Poo-poo. 7.3 is overrating it. I give it 1 out of 10. Because it is poo-poo, the actors have no talent. The writers have no talent. Do not see this poo-poo movie. <laughs> I need more lines, and I am running out of things to say. Crappy movie, crappy movie, crappy movie. One of the worst horror movies of all time. It smells like poo-poo, because that is what it is. Do not see it. Stay away from this movie. I heard it was a comedy, but it is not funny. It is just a stinky. <laughs> Well, I think this is an appropriate review because the the movie was written by someone who is a child. And so why should it not be reviewed by someone who is a child as well? Do you, I don't know if this person was a child, though. I feel like they Mentally put the... Mentally, a child <laughs> who says the movie is a stinky poo-poo. It is a poo-poo. It is not good. It is not good. It I is really a poo-poo. Like... Stay away from the stinky poo-poo. I like to imagine that they felt really fancy writing this review. And when they got the poo-poo, they felt a bit childish writing poo-poo. So they, they put the H on the H. end it to like make it bear. feel a little more... Yeah, yeah. Poo-poo. Poo-poo. Um, yeah. This they did run out of things to say. Ran out of things to say. Meanwhile, that they said that after they had ex so exhausted all of their their word banks, and all they came up with was poo poo and crappy and movie three times. Well, that was after he ran out of things to say. Yeah, so he went yeah, back yeah. to saying the same thing, which is the movie is made out of poo poo. Yeah, it and is just another it is word just, for poo. It is which just is crap. It is just a stinky. <laughs> a stinky. Okay, this Where is a non-review. How do I even begin? Because well, he th well, this person says this that person even the, the, movie? the actors I mean, have no talent, the writers have no talent. So I have a feeling this is the first type of movie of the sort this person has ever seen. In fact, it may be the first, you know, even foreign film this person has ever seen. Because if you are into horror movies, this, this movie is on a lot of lists as must-see horror movies. You know, because as we were saying, it is so unique. You will never get another experience quite like watching the movie House. I think this person just couldn't wrap their head around it. You know, they 
they could only focus on the standard things that make a movie good, such as acting, writing, you know, the very basic bones of the movie, which, you know, if the acting is bad and the writing is bad, yeah, it's probably a pretty bad movie. But I think the thing is, the writing is simple. The writing is straightforward. It's not, to me, it's not the same as bad writing. The writing, you know, it doesn't use a lot of flowery language. There's not, it's not very metaphored metaphorward it's not very metaphorical it's very straightforward they say let's go on vacation this summer and there's no conflict okay yes let's go to my aunt house auntie may we come to your house yes gorgeous you may come to my house okay we're going to auntie's house now it's like being on a ride that the director's taking you on it's not it 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 does raises the fourth wall in a way where it's like yes it's a story this is a movie yes this is a story you're watching a movie and you're you know it's okay that you're aware of that and it's not trying to fool you into the fact that you're watching something that's obviously fake but it's not trying to fool you into believing it's a reality and that goes into what i was saying about the the whole tone of the movie being quite dreamlike and uh kind of like slippery it's like that's that's where it comes from it's like it's a movie that doesn't try to trick you into thinking it's not a movie and in a way that allows you to kind of like embrace just embrace just it embrace in a strange it. way you don't have to suspend your disbelief because right. we are we are all in on the joke yeah we are all in on it yeah and i feel like this person just wasn't in on it <laughs> i mean jonathan jonathan John, J- J- jacob john taylor jacob jj john taylor one he was not in he, he he wants the fourth wall because the fourth wall protects you you know it protects you it from keeps having you safe to, yeah it keeps you all safe and wrapped up in your little baby poo poo blanket jjt one <laughs> hey, don't be rude to jjt hey, JJT. No, don't be rude little to JJT. baby he did a little oh poo poo in his diaper be and not- <sighs> rude <laughs> JJT he wasn't is just ready being honest. to have the fourth wall or pulled maybe away he from just, him. Yeah, he wasn't ready, but it's not necessarily JJT's fault, you know. Some people just aren't exposed. Some people don't go. I mean, obviously, JJT was seeking something more. Maybe this was just too much too fast for I JJT. I think it was too much too fast. Let's be honest. Japan shit is weird. It's fucking weird. Their whole weird. thing is weird. They lived on a fucking island like, forever listen, by listen, themselves. We lived in they Japan. They we got li- all weird hey, with it, listen. and they're on a different wavelength now. Yeah, and we, it's and no, we, you can't connect sometimes. And we lived in Japan for three years, so we we were there. Yeah, we were in it. We were there. We were in it. We can say yes. There, there is some stuff that, it, like, for American culture, American sensibilities, it's fucking weird. It's a weird place, and that comes out a lot of times in their art. And I don't mean weird. And I don't like. For me, weird isn't necessarily it's not a derogatory it just means yeah it's for us it just means not the norm it's strange yeah strange because it's different yes but that's like that that's one that's one side of it but then the other side of it is just that like watching a foreign film at all one where you have to read the subtitles yes that's gonna put a lot of strain on somebody too yes 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 and it's going to highlight these kind of like incongruities in the writing because anytime you have Japanese being translated into English, Japanese is a very simple language where people say like a phrase 
but do by the context the intonation of the phrase it could mean a lot more than just like what the actual phrase means right you know? exactly like, it's very yeah like you said it's very contextual it's very based on what tone of voice you're using who you're even with you yes. know yes. it's really there is a lot that cannot be directly translated in english and i notice that a lot when i'm watching anime when they i'm watching change something the translations they a lot always from what change they really it. mean yeah they always change it and they i add always a know- little extra like panache or like try to add flavor to yes it, but- to try and make it more suitable for the situation right like i was watching haiku the other day and this one guy he said udasai but the translation was like, you're annoying. Yeah. Or he's annoying. Right, right. So but they Udisai, add all that context. Right, right. But what Udasai means, means, it just means shut up or be quiet. Right. But, but they try to add that contextual information into the, if it's a good, if it's a good um, subtitling, uh, they try yeah, to add yeah. that contextual if it's a good meaning subtitle, into the written. Right. Some people really, I think subtitling is an art. I think you need it to is. be very creative and clever because you not are, you're not just translating the words, you're translating an entire culture. And the, yeah, the context of the, what's happening in, on the screen between the characters. Absolutely. 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 So anyways, yeah, I... So it's a lot for somebody who didn't get out of their poo-poo baby diapers yet to take on. And I think he did a little poo-poo in his diapers and that's what he's thinking. That's the stinky. I think there's a stinky in his little poo-poo diapers because he couldn't handle this movie. You know what? He's probably really straight edge. Really straight edge? Yeah, he's probably really straight edge. And I feel like sometimes if a person who's straight edge encounters a film like this that is a little bit psychedelic, it's kind of an affront on the senses. It is. It is an affront to the logical brain, the one which has many expectations. And this movie probably doesn't meet a lot of them. No, this movie's very illogical. The storyline is not... It's just so basic. The girls go to a haunted house and get attacked by a ghost. It's so basic. There's, there's not really... A, there's kind of a decent bit there, you know, like in the relationship between the between Gorgeous and the stepmom and the aunt and but there's like not that storyline. But there's the no core, arc. There's no development. No, no. But there's a core storyline there that plays on some deep some like deep-seated uh emotions of like longing loss jealousy you know so there there's some some deep sensibilities there's a deep core but then everything else is just an airy sort of like illusory dream that just kind of floats by dream it's like you're having a lucid dream basically yeah and that's what's so cool about the movie it's right it like even if you don't really understand what's going on because there's not that much sense to it, it's just so fun to watch. Yeah, know? and that's why I was getting... It's like a dream and you, you, you're being... kind of awake, but you don't want to wake up from the dream because you're just like interested to see right. what images and will flash in front of your like, eyes. You I know? was being kind of rude to Ross earlier when he was trying to figure out the deep meaning of the bananas. And it's fun to look for meanings in <laughs> right. movies. But sometimes, uh, I like this, sometimes it's just not there. And I feel like you get that a lot in horror. Yeah. And I like it when you get it in horror. I've talked about this guy, Junji Ito, a lot. And the reason why I love Junji Ito, if you've never heard of him, check him out. He's a manga artist. He's amazing. And he makes 
his bread and butter is making these horror shorts, these horror short comics. And the horror of the unexplainable. Yeah, and that's like that's one of the big themes and one of the big parts of the stories is shit just happens because it's just creepy. And there are really heavy themes, but there's never going to be a scene in the comic where they say, Oh, well, um, the ghost is in the house because 25 years ago there was a big angry man and then he do a die and now his angry man's soul is in the house and if you are in the house, the angry man will get you. Was that really boring? Because that's how I feel sometimes when <laughs> scary movies pull back the curtain. Well too much that's like ed and lorraine you know going on another mission they go to it's the conjuring colon angry man and they go to the house and they have to uncover the secret of the angry man i do want to ask a question to our listeners if you're out there we have an email i think we have an email i think it's just two person movie club at gmail.com with a full t-w-o two person movie club at gmail.com my question to you is were we too harsh on the Warrens, were we too harsh on the Conjuring Three, or was it really that bad? Why are you asking? Well, because I told you I listened to my one podcast, and they loved it. They loved it. They thought it was just such oh, a fun thrill ride. Right. And I like this podcast, so I was very surprised. But are we just too jaded? Are yeah, we just are we like too haters? jaded? Or is, did anyone agree? I think we had some really good points, but maybe you know. Maybe I wasn't as open-hearted and open-minded when we watched it. I think it. there's room for a diverse opinion, but yeah, I don't know how how, how open our hearts were really to right. the Because they, you know, when we were laughing about the exorcism scene with the little boy and the creakly crackly, they loved it. They thought it was creepy. I just, it didn't do it for me. It yeah. was too produced. <laughs> like, it wasn't getting me. How Sue, on the other hand, you know, it gets me on so many levels. It's like gets me thinking about so many things. Right. And it's so like many House Who says, yeah, images yeah and- we're fucking produced. Yeah, we're produced. Uh, whatever. That's what House Who says. But there's a soul there that's not just like trying to, you know, just like you said, the angry man story. Like, I don't really care. Like, do something interesting. Tell an interesting tale. And like, usually... Some, sometimes I care about the why in a horror movie, but usually why? I don't care about the why. Why? There's no why for the cultist. The, the, the cultist only wishes to see the world burn. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, you asking me why? So that's the thing in that even in that movie where there's supposed to be a why there yeah, was no why there was no no the why was just that there is nothing which that to me just says <laughs> exactly. lazy at if least Halsu get... is just full sending it yeah, into man. the fucking territory of the dream right, world right. like you're over here being like how what who is Blanche how does the <laughs> ant come to Blanche why is the ant able to possess him blah 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 and I'm like right. and I can't we can't figure matter. it out doesn't but matter that, but that's the thing doesn't you, matter. You, there's so much going on you try to figure it out you can't in the conjuring there's so little going on and even then they couldn't provide a why it's like you couldn't even give us a why and there's kind of a distinct difference i mean there's obviously a distinct difference between house which is just like i said a haunted house and the conjuring which kind of felt like maybe they were trying to say something but also just make money they were trying to make like um like a silence of the lambs meets the conjuring or something and it just was not it was not. Wow, we're still we're still hating on the con. 
Even though I tried to ask the listeners if we were too harsh on Or were we too harsh on Jacob Jonathan Taylor one? I think we were a little harsh on JJD. Did I go too far by calling him a baby with a poo-poo in his diapers? Yeah. Did Ross go too far? (laughs) Let us know. Is Ross too casual on this Friday, ah. Sunday? Let us know. You try watching Am I House too normal? Two days ago. And Am I too happened. regular Friday? <laughs> I think you're too Let regular. Let us know. Too regular Friday on Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. It's Sunday. Casual Friday on Sunday casual for me. Casual Friday on Sunday. Regular Friday on Sunday for me. Uh, cold, cold, fresh studios. Fresh, cold fresh, studios. Fresh, cold studios on a Sunday. It is a very lazy place to be. It's a very lazy place. I'm loving it. And I think we talk about House, and it's good. Like, go check it out. Please go watch House. If you are just tired, if you're just tired of the movies that come out today, and I'm not saying that all the movies come out today, but I am saying a lot of the blockbusters that come out, they all just end up feeling like the same thing over and over. It's edgy, but not too edgy. It's got a rip-roaring ending, and there are trials, but the trials aren't too hard. And the, the, the people never fail too poorly. And if they do fail, it's with the hope that in the next movie, there will be a success, you know? Mm. I'm sure you guys are tired of prequels and sequels and reboots. And if you are feeling that way, if you're feeling very jaded with the movie industry and you just want to watch something that is full of pure creativity and passion and fun. Yes. I recommend you go see House. And that's not to say there are scenes where it is a little bit dull and you do just kind of feel like, uh. Well, you might fall asleep at the very end. Don't miss the banana. Banana, 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 banana. Don't miss that. Just try to stay awake the whole time until the end, and then you'll be like, wow, that was cool. Yeah, then, yeah, absolutely. And I think you'll there'll be a lot of stuff for you to enjoy. There's a lot of stu- little moments that I'm sure we didn't cover that I'm sure will be there to oh, surprise yeah, you. Oh, yeah, there's lots of cool it's, like stuff. Like we said, and, it's jam-packed, and even still... Yeah, it's not no green night where you're going to be yawning, but like it gets a little dreamlike and weird, and because the story, like we were saying, it doesn't really have a whole lot of plot, so... It's just an assault on your senses, so you just got to keep watching, and it's yeah, just, just fun. keep watching. It's fun. Oh, here's a good one. Here's the actual real question. If you wanna send us an email at two person movie club at gmail dot com, uh, who is your favorite character? Yeah, who obviously is your we rep kung fu in this house. I mean, I kung rep fu is kung the fu. easy choice. If you had to pick someone else other than kung fu, oh, who Ma- would it be? Maku. You go, Maku. Yeah to that hard i love eating at one point she's double fisting hamburgers on the train <laughs> she's an icon that. and an idol okay i'd probably go melody melody because she gets the coolest death yeah her death is really but kung fu oh, i can't i'm not allowed to choose kung fu yeah that's <laughs> the only sad thing about mac is she's out so early in the game we don't really right. get any good character moments she does get Hernan Makubi, though, is pretty cool. She does bite. She bites her on the tush. Yeah, I like the the butt, the butt, t- the bite, the tush bite is really cute. <laughs> I bust out laughing when I saw that. It was so funny. Right. And you'll probably laugh, too, because it's just so ridiculous. Right. This movie doesn't even know what it is. It's just so cool. And it's because it's not know, trying man. to be anything. Right. It's just 
is what it is. It's just fun. It's just a fun. It's so genuine. Fun. You know what it would be good for? It would be good if you were having a slumber party with a bunch of like teenagers or yeah, like preteens. Because it could be really scary. Some of the but stuff. there are some boobs. But that's okay. It's just a, if you're a teenage girl, you know. Yeah. Like you know what a boob looks like. You right. Probably. Again, and in like Japan, we said, it's not the sexualized. Japanese sensibilities are a lot different. They'll put just na- they'll yeah. put naked bodies in their cartoons and right. their anime and their shows about because this. it's not it's not there, it's different. There's it's a different thing because they they would do like everybody bathes together in the hot spring. Right. Like, right. Right. It was a not it's not a sexualized thing to no, see the naked no, no. body all the time. Right. And it's not like here in America where you go to the YMCA and you're in the locker room changing and you're like trying to hide behind your towel. Right. You go to the bathhouse in Japan and they're very popular and they're still very common today. Right. You go to the public bathhouse and they're and separated by gender now. They are separated by gender. They used but to be and still I think there are some that yes. aren't separated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think it is dwindling, unfortunately. And I was talking to my friend at work about this. And the reason I think is because of like a Western, Christian Western, Western shame values have yes, come yes, yes. to Japan and it's kind of like taken over that bodily shame. Sad. I mean, we went to a mixed gender uh, hot spring we while did. we were there and it was totally fine. I didn't feel did. any creepy vibes from anybody. Beautiful. It was amazing. But it was also like way up in the mountains. Yeah, it was in the up remote in the fucking mountains. Of, yeah, of we mountainous walked. Gifu and we like walked for like an hour to get we there walked you for could, like two or three hours yeah you could take a bus but like yeah it's like way out there so it's not like you know a big city bathhouse where you no. have you have like no but it was really cool the gender mixing but yeah it was awesome and yeah. um yeah that's a thing when we were talking about the naked body and i was saying you know was this sexual is there a sexual nature because usually in a movie like we we did a review on carrie but we didn't release it okay so that movie is a movie about teen girls, about sexuality, and, there's and it's a scene, throughout. And there is a scene where Carrie's in the shower in the beginning, and I think it is filmed very sensually. It is. Extremely it sensually. Is. And that is nothing like what you see no. in Haosu. In Haosu, there is no sexuality, and that's why I was bringing it up, because I was like, was there or isn't there? And I don't think there is. No, it's just naked bodies. Right. And a naked body is not inherently sexual. So, I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, like... It's actually a really good movie for a younger audience because of that. Because sexuality isn't brought into it. Yes, there's violence and gore, and that's a concern of its own. But, like, yeah, you don't have to worry about it being smutty. It's not right, smutty. Right, right. Wait, it's like when you, like, I remember watching Sailor Moon when I was a kid and being shocked because in the transformation scenes, they're basically naked. It, it's just their body, the, out, the silhouette of their body is filled with galaxy and stuff. But they basically... They're basically naked. So that was my introduction to the Japanese nudity, sensuality. Mm-hmm. And it's like... What you're saying is they got the boom and the babies to make you think the wrong, wrong thing. thing. Whatever. <laughs> what I'm saying... <laughs> what I'm saying is that they won't avoid... They won't just avoid putting a naked body on screen because they're worried about it being sexual. Right. It's that it, they, just, they just do it. Mm-hmm. They just do it. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, this girl, she's going to put on her magical outfit, so she's just naked. Oh, they're in the bath together. Like, they're having this moment in the bath together. They're just naked. Yeah. That's it's like, not- And you see it in, like, the little kid animes, too. Like, I feel like when you watch, if you were to see a naked... Oh, my God. In, like, shonen anime, there's always, like, one where the boys are at, like, the bathhouse and uh-huh. they're separated from or the Or look at just Shin-chan. Like- you see Shin-chan's penis always. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's for children. Right. They're... Or look at the fucking the, the, the movie about the raccoons, the Ghibli movie about the raccoons, and they had giant testicles. There's the Ghibli movie where the raccoons had giant testicles. Yes. I mean, they were, they were tanuki? Yeah, they were yeah. tanuki. And of yeah. course tanuki, well, the have, tanuki giant have giant testicles. magical testicles. Of course they have giant magical testicles. Anyway, but I'm just saying, yes. Japan does not shy there's away. There's not that shame, the bodily shame. Yes. It's just that there's an idea of the being an animal, and that's okay that your body is what it is, you know? And that's right. great. And it's like, you know, okay, so in the movie, in the end of the movie, we see the naked bodies. I feel like it would be silly if you had all these body parts. Of course, the arms and the legs are going to have clothes, but what if you got to the torso and the butt and the whatever and you just had a wearing a bra and underwear? In a way, that almost feels more sexual because you're thinking about it. Right. It's a lack of self-awareness, whereas, like, you know, my mind, the Western mind, when it sees a naked body, it immediately like starts to think about it in terms of a sexual because that's what way. we've been trained to right, think. right and it's sort of like the, the the whole the whole trigger warning thing is that in an attempt to cover something up you're actually exposing people more to it because sometimes you have a trigger warning it says okay trigger warning um blood well now that person who read the trigger warning is thinking about blood and i'm not saying that all trigger warnings are bad but sometimes it just seems uh well yeah counterproductive exactly it's paradoxical we we try to you know be more aware of the mental realm but in taking it into account we we we're almost like creating these pitfalls for ourselves where we won't don't just like go just go with our nature you know but you know but to just to come back to the trigger warnings, you know, if reading the word blood is not nearly as bad as seeing the word, seeing actual blood. So mm-hmm. you, it does, like, it does make sense. Yes. But like in terms of the sexuality, you know, it's like by, by being so afraid to show the nude body, we imbue it with this power right. of well, not, of not being okay to look upon. And then it creates all this anxious, it, like, uh, creates, it goes against our nature well, because we are just creatures that will be naked sometimes and we're getting really intense because if i really wanted to get intense we could talk (laughs) about uh you know other countries where there's rape culture because the women are meant to cover up the women are put on a pedestal right and when then there's a shortage of women the men or when the men are presented with a woman maybe a foreign woman with not the same sensibilities things get really gross and creepy it's all tied into that 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 sexual repression and right that. right but i don't no i don't, we don't have, have the to energy to get into to that there. no no that, that's pretty dark those are dark times mm-hmm. and dark but, days yeah i mean but anyways so american culture is not so bad but you right, know it's right, like right, it's the right, same right, it's the right. same We're, vein it's just like you know if you let that if you let that uh what do they call it? That like uh, neuroses grow too large in the cultural psyche, then it can do damage. It can do real big damage. It can do damage. That's one thing Japan is doing good on, but not like we said it's quite. not hundred percent. It's kind of getting worse. That's something that Europe does good. Free the boob. Yes. Let us go to the beach and not wear tops, please. Free the boob. Free it all. Let us run naked in the forest. We don't and need prance to run naked. Well, listen, I don't need to run naked in the forest, but it would be nice to go to the beach and take my top off. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We went to a nude beach in Barcelona one time. Yes, I know. I was there. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. But it was a weird experience. And it was weird <laughs> because you have those mostly men because the mm-hmm. women are afraid because, like we said, the nude body is 
the people's if people say something is sexual when you see it all you're gonna think is oh sexual 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 yes. that's what the whole conversation we just had boiled down to essentially right. yes so Phew. how sue any last words it's good good one it's a really good one it's really great i loved it i wish i could learn more about it but you know it was made in the 70s it's a foreign film there's interviews you can watch but i think at the end of the day i'm happy to just enjoy it for exactly what it what it is absolutely so people go enjoy it and i just wanted to give a shout out to anybody listening you know whether you're a first time listener whether you're listening you know to all of our episodes yeah. whether or whether you're just me and you trying to fall asleep <laughs> at night shout Listen. outs to us probably our most <laughs> avid <laughs> listeners but still a shout out to everyone you know we've got like 200 plus listens on all of our things combined yes and like if you see the country breakdown there's lots of people there's somebody in israel who checked our thing out i don't know maybe that was just someone with a v pin who happened to be connected to israel i don't know there was somebody in brazil you know there's people all around the world who've been checking us out and we just want to shout outs to all our homies listening and uh, we're gonna keep it going yeah thank you homies i know we haven't been putting out as much lately that's just because we had to re-enter into the real world recently but we're gonna keep on trucking we really appreciate all the listens it's warms our hearts that you guys you know we like talking about movies and it's nice to hear that maybe you guys like listening to us talk about movies and i hope that with the email perhaps maybe if you guys yeah, have things to email, say to us we wanna, perhaps you'll get a little shout yeah, we out we want to communicate with you guys yeah. it'll make it more fun for us yes. we want to know what y'all are thinking about the podcast because yes. sometimes we just don't know what's what's on the mind of the listeners right right it would be great to know or or if we ever make mistakes and you're like oh yeah or if you have interesting thoughts that we missed from the movies like house there's so many interesting things you could be like why didn't you talk about this why didn't you talk about that and then we can bring it up right and we'll talk about it and there may even be a new segment coming new segment yeah from our from the the frying pan oh from the frying <laughs> out of the frying pan out of the frying pan maybe we'll even but have an did, out of a frying pan to put right here didn't he say that he didn't like that oh well that name he said it wasn't that important <laughs> which i don't know why you wouldn't like that name i wish i had a cool nickname coming back to nicknames i wished my nickname was frying pan we don't really call him frying pan, but we call him. I call him frying fry all guy. the time. Fry guy. Yeah. Constantly. Fry guy. Maybe he doesn't like fry guy either. I don't even know who is this guy. Who's you, this guy? Well, I don't know backseat. who's this guy. You might find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might find out who this guy is right now. This has got to be the most bizarrely serious horror comedy ever made, and it's nearly fifty years old. I'd like to give a shout out to my girl Kung Fu for keeping composure in the face of terrifying absurdity. Casually chopping footlong insects out of their illusionary state is a skill I think we all wish we had. If it weren't for that stone cold demon bitch Blanche, I think there could have been some real emotional progress for Gorgeous and the girls. But uh, I guess in the end it's up to her and her ghost aunt because the rest of us are all just bananas. Wait, you think we have a message? No, but maybe if we do, we could have played it right there. We could have, but we don't have one. Well, we might. 
we can acquire one and put it right there. It'll be like. But in, then we'll have to re-record because we'll have to re-record. No, we don't have response. to re-record. This will just be there. Res- there's no response. Okay, so well, let's sing our song for. Out of the frying pan into the fry guy man. It's a frying pan. I guess that's the song. <laughs> that's every segment, the song. As every segment needs a jingle, okay? Okay, okay. So that's it, I guess, unless you got something better. That's uh, what I, I just I don't think I could come up with anything. The frying pan jingle. Um, fry guy, he's our man. We will call him the frying pan. He's hot. He's sizzling. Uh... <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. Frying pan, frying pan. When it comes to movie, he's our man. He's our man. There we go. Out of the frying pan. Yeah. Okay. So out of the frying pan. We already played it though. Did we play it? I don't know if we have it. Yeah, there was. I paused earlier to put it in, so that's where it's gonna be. Okay, but it has to come after the. No, it doesn't. It can come before the song. The song has to introduce. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Okay. I'm falling. Listen, I'm on Nobuhiko's wavelength now. I'm Obayashi Nobuhiko. Nobuhiko. I don't need to. I can put the theme song after the segment. All right. It's a weird way to end our episode with the frying pan. (laughs) I don't even know what it is. But maybe you have it, maybe you don't. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you.